0: Uh, how's it going today guys back here live in the studio for the episode of hot takes with tp3 coming to you live on wednesday january 5th 2022 i'm your host thomas penland joined once again by this time by aria atari talk some nba today aria say what's up to the people
1: yeah when was the last
0: time i came on like a year ago two years ago Nah I remember post COVID we did do an NBA podcast or something or other. I think
1: it was maybe in November of twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, I guess yeah, I get shoot, I guess that is over over a year ago now that you're like over a that year up. and two months, yeah. Yeah, but it has been a minute. But it's always good to have you back. You know, I can't even remember what we talked about on that podcast. But today we got some we got some pretty good stuff for everybody. Going to talk. Um, you you want to explain it, Ari? You're better explain this topic than I am.
1: Well, it's always great that I'm doing the work for you on your show. Um, so basically, what we're gonna go through is a list of NBA teams not a list of NBA teams, but like the teams that, you know, good teams that we're just kind of going to assess what we think is A, missing or B, what we think like needs, we need to see from them um, to like instill confidence in us as like fans, the viewing public, etc, that they can actually compete and win the title. So this isn't like a, they need to trade for this guy podcast. Cause those are just boring. And I don't know, you see tons of like hypothetical trades everywhere, all over the internet, whether you're on Twitter, yeah. Reddit, whatever. And it's just, this is more like what they should do. So like, look, look at it from a new year's resolution perspective. And it's probably not a great top podcast idea if I'm spending more than three minutes explaining it, but like look <laughs> at it from a new year's resolution perspective, if you want to be fit and healthy, you start eating right. You start going to the gym. So for these teams, they want to win the championship because that's the goal everyone has. This is what they should be doing or could be doing differently to help them achieve that goal. I think that was a good job explaining it.
0: Yeah, no, that was a good job explaining it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say the Hawks necessarily have a chance at winning anything this year, but I still want to talk about them since they're my team. I assume you want to talk about the Celtics as well since that's I your don't. team. You don't uh, want to talk about the Celtics? No. Okay. I, I
1: mean, I will, but I don't want to.
0: I had already prepared something for yeah, you. Yeah, no, so. we can do it. We can do all it. Right, all right, all right. Perfect. Enjoy it. Perfect. Um so, you know, no particular order to start in, but I guess we should probably start things off by saying that the Milwaukee Bucks will not be participants in this cuz pretty much all they need is their stud guys to stay healthy, wouldn't you agree with that, Arya?
1: Yeah, I mean, they won the title last year. They have the same core. Um I mean, obviously like PJ Tucker is not there anymore, and now they got like Divincenzo back from injury, Grayson Allen, uh, whoa, like, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! Are you really not going to name my boy? Well, he's been there. I know. I'm I know. just talking
1: about guys who are like left and 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 uh, and are there. Yeah, I know who your, who your guy is.
0: Yeah. What do enough. you say
1: his name? You like to say
0: it, Bobby Portis. That's no, say why. It, say it the way you said it. Bobby Portis. <laughs> No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's so a couple enough. couple years ago on NBA Draft Night, actually. I really wanted the Hawks to draft him. We ended up taking – Seven Kelly, years ago. Yeah, we ended up taking Kelly Oubre and trading him for Tim Hardaway Jr. So, you know, can't say that I'm too mad about missing out on Bobby, but he's a phenomenal player, almost averaging a double-double this year. So – but yeah, anyway, we don't think the Bucks really, you know, need that much of a New Year's resolution besides to do what they did last year and do what they've been doing. I mean, when they have their starters in there, they have the best record in the league. So, yeah. as long as as long as nobody's in covid protocols, they'll be good. Um but yeah, you know, the next team up, I think got to go with the Phoenix Suns here and Look, I think the Suns are kind of in the same position. They don't need to change a whole lot, but I will say the one thing their New Year's resolution needs to be is it needs to be Chris Paul winning big games, man. I mean, even on even on Christmas Day, he felt he came up short against the Warriors and played a terrible game down the stretch and lost that one for his team. He's got to somehow get over it, man. I mean, it happened in the finals, happened and still happening in regular season. I mean, it doesn't matter that much the regular season, but I think the Suns have everything put together. They just somehow need to translate to Chris Paul being able to get that ring. So,
1: I mean, I would pivot a little bit. I don't like this notion that Chris Paul can't win big games, I think is complete crap. So like he had that big game against the Spurs in 2015 when he was a member of the Clippers. He literally was their best player on their finals run last year. Um, I don't think it's fair to say he can't win the big games. What I think they need to do is just, and it's a Chris Paul related point is just don't overburn this guy. Like, he is late 30s. They had a late finals run last year. And remember, the season ended in July last year because they were still dealing with COVID delays and all that started at the start of the season because that was the year coming off the bubble. Now they're on the regular time calendar. Mm -hmm. But for Chris Paul, he only had, what, a couple months off? I mean, it's always a couple months, but less than it usually would be. Yeah, A deep finals run, but a deep finals run that went through July. Okay, so... I'm just so worried young. I'm sorry, not young, small point guard. Um, over 35. I just don't know. And he's already, and he already went on a big run like that. I just don't want him to lose gas and for this to all fall apart because like I said, I think he can win the big games, but he's also obviously never won the big, like the biggest one. Right. Um, and I'd love to see him do it. Cause I think like you mentioned, I like the Celtics, but out of all the non-Celtics, I think he's my favorite non-Celtic of all time. And I just, I want it for him so bad because the Celtics aren't winning anything this year. And uh, I just don't want him to like have that because he hasn't had that typical Chris Paul injury yet. You know what I mean? Whether it's mm-hmm. a hamstring, a knee problem, a wrist, whatever. I mean, he even got COVID during the playoffs last year. He was in the protocols. So... Just don't let Chris Paul burn out. Be very safe with him. Put that man in bubble wrap if you have to. Like,
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have seen a knock on wood. I got some wood next to me, so I'll knock on it. Chris Paul has stayed healthy the last two years, but before that, he was definitely banged up a lot, not able to play, which really hurt his team. So that definitely is something big there. To he shouldn't he be
1: playing with. big minutes, though. Like, let Booker and Aiden drive you through the regular season. If you have to give up the one seed or even the two seed, who cares? Like – i I think that team can go win in utah i think that team can go win in uh the fake oracle what's it called a chase center um yeah i don't i think i don't know if home court matters as much as it used to. that's a whole different argument um so that's where i'm at with it
0: yeah i agree with you completely on that it's a good point Um, next one up here, we'll stay in the Western Conference and we'll go with the team. So, I I don't even know who has the best record today between the Warriors and Suns, but we'll go with the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. That's what I thought. And so, what do you have for your key to the Warriors' success here?
1: So, obviously, like everything with them is all kind of contingent on Clay, right? Like, how are they going to look when Clay comes back? He had two devastating injuries, has missed two full seasons 2020 season and the 2021. Um, so it's easy to just say, you know, reintegrating playback is the most important part. But what I think is, and we've seen this happen a couple of years, uh, a couple times with the team that has had success and they have like this star waiting in the wings to come back. But when he comes back, it has a negative impact on the other guys. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I'll give you two actually. The Pacers, when they were making their eastern conference finals runs in the early 2010s always losing to miami um there was the one year that granger was out now yep. granger never had the opportunity to come back and take the top dog spot just because of injuries and everything but paul george kind of overtook them right mm-hmm. um so it's so they never had to run into that issue necessarily of what's the pecking order granger or uh or Paul George. Did I say Chris Paul or Paul George?
0: I think he said Paul George. Oh, okay.
1: Um, edit that out if I didn't. Uh, <laughs> so the, uh, but the Celtics is the other one. When they made that Eastern Conference Finals in 2018 without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward, in the very next year, those two guys came back, and that season was a disaster. Looking back at it, that season looks great compared to where they are now. But – Rozier was just not the same guy coming off the bench. So the long point I'm getting at is Jordan Poole's going to the bench when Clay comes back. And is he going to be the same guy that he is when he goes to the bench? Because he's really flourished this year. Like we had never thought of Jordan Poole as, well, I didn't, I don't know if you did, but and I don't think the majority of the public did actually thought this guy was going to be an asset or like a major part to this uh, to their yeah. championship window, like coming into this season, well, I think coming into the season, everyone was kind of hearing things about Poole, but at the mm-hmm. end of last season, because I remember I think Marcus Thompson wrote some piece um, that, uh, that I read about uh Jordan Poole yeah
0: he was playing well last year when that they had a lot of guys go down you know he was getting some quality minutes at the end of the year and looking good and then he's looking good in summer ball and everything but yeah you know I agree with you like we didn't think he'd be an 18 point per game kind of guy I thought maybe he could be like a 12 to 15 kind of guy but definitely not 18 and you know kind of being that second splash brother next to Steph almost but yeah you know I agree with you like I had written down for my reason being that if they they can get 60% of Klay Thompson. You know, I think that Klay Thompson will be a player that's a little bit easier to integrate in with the other guys just because, you know, he's mostly mostly a catch and shoot. Like, he's the only guy ever to take, like, seven dribbles and drop whatever it was points that he had that night. You know, like, Klay Thompson had 37-point quarters. I really think the biggest thing is going to be can he play defense and can he play meaningful minutes for him? Obviously, they're built to withstand it, but at the end of the day, Steph's going to need a second superstar to step up and help him out. I mean, we kind of saw the Suns do it earlier in the season, where that it was that uh, first time they met on TNT on that Tuesday night, where that yeah. you know they, I think it was that, a Wednesday, but yeah, yeah, whatever night it was. No, it had to be a Tuesday. I Tuesday know night, you're TNT. right. Yeah, and but though, anyway, we saw the Mikel Bridges kind of lock up Steph Curry and frustrate him, and Jordan mm-hmm. Poole be that guy. You know, if you've got Klay Thompson out there, though, and he's not missing like Klay Thompson usually does, it's going to be pretty freaking tough to beat this team.
1: Yeah, it's not really a I'm worried about Clay sort of thing. It's more like what happens to the other guys? Poole, Wiggins, mm-hmm. Gary Payton Jr. Um, that's what I'm worried about. And the only other thing is I do think they need to boost that center spot because Looney, Looney's not going to cut it against, like, Gobert. Well, not that I think Gobert is anything special, but, like, if you're going up against like Jokic or Davis or uh, Aiton. Um And the thing is they drafted the guy they wanted in that spot. And Wiseman, who's just, I mean, I don't want to call him a bust yet, but it's, yeah. it's, when's it's hard. I to, mean, when's
0: he going to come back? Like they still haven't activated him or anything, you know, yeah. like, is he even going to be available to play? Like Wiseman, I think would be the guy, but like, is he even going to be available to play this season?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it was weird because, like, last year when uh, his rookie year, you saw like the flashes like, all right, this guy, like, you can, he can do certain things. Like, he's, he's got like the skills, but whether or not he's going to be able to put it all together remains to be seen. And I think they were kind of depending on him too. Cause they yeah. didn't need to draft like LaMelo or Edwards. Obviously, those mm-hmm. would have been better picks, but they had the guy in pool. They had Clay coming back. They would have had like, too many guys at that position. They wanted the center. And if Wiseman was just as good as those guys were who went before one before and one after him, like I, I think this season would probably be a wrap.
0: Yeah, and to go off your point right there with the draft, you know, like I also feel like, too, there's I mean, we can sit here and name for hours how many good guards there are in the NBA. And I mean, if you look at it, there's a lot of guards that average 18 to 30 points in the league, but there's not a lot of big men like that. And Wiseman has that kind of potential. I just think that Wiseman, like I think his growth really got stunted in college with him getting suspended. So, you know, I feel like that he's still pretty raw. So I feel like we're yet to see the best version of him. I still I still think he's going to be pretty good. Honestly, I still have a lot of faith in James Wiseman.
1: Maybe, but I don't like this whole notion of, and I learned it from watching the Celtics, this whole notion of we're going to compete now while also building for the future. I agree with that. Older guys like Kyrie and Horford and Hayward, but we got Tatum and Brown waiting in the wings. Like they have uh, Wiseman and Kaminga. Who's the other guy? Moody?
0: Yeah, Moses Moody.
1: Yeah. Like they got all these guys. They need to package them and make some sort of big play. Mm -hmm. Like you have Steph Curry. He's not that old yet, but it's like, Take advantage of him while you still have him. Like, there's a real chance, like, Steph Curry could be finishing his career with, like, five, six rings if they go all in. And I mean, you could argue he should have five rings already. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so it's just a matter of uh, – it's just a couple things. Like, how clay being reintegrated affects everyone else, and that's
0: center spot. absolutely and you know knowing the Warriors though I think they'll figure things out they seem to always do it um next team up here on the list yeah it did it did work out but ultimately he left you know because he had to go do his own thing but anyway let's talk about the let's go back over and pivot back over to the Eastern Conference so we've already knocked out three of the teams I don't know how many teams you have written down I have a few just in case um, but let's go back over there. Let's talk about the team who currently is the best record in the Eastern conference That is the Chicago bulls. Um, Look, the Bulls have a completely new look roster and everything. I do think they have all the pieces, though. Right now, you know, they've been missing some guys due to COVID and whatnot. Those guys will be back. The Bulls' rebounding could be a little bit better, but I think they'll be all right. I like Vucevic a lot as a piece in the middle. But actually, I think their biggest thing is they need DeMar DeRozan to keep playing as the alpha on this team and to play like this in the playoffs. We saw DeRozan disappear a lot in series when that he played against LeBron, especially remember they used to call it LeBronto because LeBron used to own yeah. them in the playoffs and look DeRozan you know he developed his game a lot when he's in San Antonio but at the same time those Spurs teams you know they really weren't making the playoffs at all we saw him go to more of a passer he's shooting his highest percentage from the three-point range this season obviously he hit those buzzer beaters I think you need DeMar DeRozan to play like he's one of the best players and like he's a league MVP in the playoffs because ultimately teams don't win the championship without a player playing at MVP levels so DeRozan's gonna have to keep his game elevated that level in order for this team to go.
1: Yeah, I really don't know what there is that this team can do that can, you know, make me a believer because it's like the only player they have on their team who's like battle tested in the playoffs is DeRozan, right? I mm-hmm. don't count Vucevic losing in round ones with – he was with Orlando as yeah. battle tested. And like you're saying with DeRozan, yeah, he got uh, – he got beat pretty bad by Cleveland every time they mm-hmm. ran into him until he got traded. And it's <laughs> worth pointing out right after he gets traded, they win the title. Now, I know that has more to do with Kawhi being there than him leaving, but that just shows the gap between that kind of a player and the kind of a player DeRozan yeah. is. But, you know, he went to San Antonio, became more of a point guard there, and he takes these skills to Chicago. Um, but it's just one of those things. Like, there's nothing DeRozan can do in the regular season that's going to sway my mind. Um, these other guys, you know, Lonzo, Levine, um, well, Caruso, not even Caruso, but like... Lonzo Whoa, he's,
0: he's, he's who you should have named when you said battle-tested.
1: Well, yeah, he is battle-tested, but he's not going to be the guy to make or break no. it to you. Levine is in that same situation that I think Booker was in last year with Phoenix, where yeah. you didn't know. Um, and
0: the Levine's one thing that... Never even, yeah, Levine's never even played in a playoff game.
1: Right, just like Booker at that point. And the one thing that, that Phoenix team had going for it was, number one, every team they went up against had one of their best two players get injured um and they have Chris Paul the guy who had playoff success now he had his playoff flameouts. we all know I would have argued I wouldn't have argued Chris Paul is a choker like I would Rosen is because yeah. who's the like who's the best team that DeMar DeRozan's Raptors ever beat in the playoffs can you think of one off the top of your head I Maybe guess that hard. that no no no, no
0: the, yeah, that, I was about to say that one year when they beat Miami when Kyle and then game seven when Kyle Lowry was like in the gym after game six throwing up shots. But then they a got broken
1: like, down Dwayne Wade and it was like
0: Yeah, and then they lost to the Heat and fired or to the uh Cavs in five the next round. Six, so I oh, mean yeah. Oh they oh yeah I guess six. they did push it out. It was six. like a game where
1: Bismack Biombo went crazy. I think yeah, he had like, like 18
0: time. rebounds or, and zero points. And
1: then Charlotte promptly paid him paid that summer.
0: But I
1: really like it. I hate. I hate being on a podcast and saying I really don't know. But like, there's really nothing Toronto can make me do. I'm sorry, not Toronto. Chicago can make me do. Uh, I don't care how many like montages you want to put of DeRozan Mm -hmm. looking like Jordan and changing the jerseys or whatever. Like, until I see it, it it's just one of those things when I'm not gonna believe. Um, I guess as long as they keep winning, if they keep like, I mean. I don't know. There's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do because they're doing everything right They're Yeah. But it's just, I got the doubt.
0: Yeah. And, you know, going into season two, I said, I thought that Miami would be, or when I say Miami, I said, I thought Chicago would be one of the best regular season teams. I didn't think they would be much of a threat in the playoffs. At the end of the day, they got to go up against Giannis and Kevin Durant. So we'll, we'll I, I just don't see how they match up against either. And I think guys. they need
1: another piece. It, that's the other thing. Cause they did lose a, Big one in uh, Pat Williams. Yeah, Big like that knee. would be
0: that'd be him guarding those guys. Is he
1: coming back at all? Is that like is no, that like he's
0: no he's for sure done for the season. He tore he tore something in like his foot or in his knee. So even he's if he be did come back,
1: minute. it'd be like he missed the whole year and he's just like not on the rotate. like he'd just be thrown in, in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the one thing that they could do is just get maybe another shooter. I mean, I, I, every team could always use another shooter, right? That's not like a point exclusive to them. But Maybe get another shooter, but I think they're good with the team they have, and it's just about instilling that confidence in Rosen that he's the guy. He's the one who's going to take them to the promised land, and because he's the oldest guy there, he's the veteran there, it's all going to come down from him because if he thinks that he can go out and do it as the confidence, I think Levine will too. Lonzo will too. Vucevic will too. So that sounds really like cliche uh, sports talk radio-y, but <laughs> – it's I think Chris Paul's effect on Phoenix can't be understated and it's a similar situation here in Chicago, but you know, the gap between DeRozan and Chris Paul is big.
0: Yeah. It's massive for sure. Um, all right, let's stay in the Eastern conference. Let's talk about the team who I believe has the third best record down the Eastern conference. That would be the Brooklyn nets. Um, okay. I think, I feel like we're going to have the same thing here for this one. What do you think the nets need to do?
1: Uh, Tell Kyrie Irving to get vaccinated. I
0: have the exact same thing written <laughs> down. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, they have everything they need, you know, like you have James Harden, you have Kyrie Irving, you have Kevin Durant. Blake Griffin, Aldridge, Bruce Brown, Patty Mills. I mean, could, I'm not going to sit here and name every single player on the roster, but I feel like they have all the players they need. When you have that big three they have, that's all you really need to win a championship. I mean, they pretty much showed that they could almost take out Milwaukee with Kevin Durant by himself playing. So, oh, and Joe Harris is coming back later too in the season. So I th- I think they have the team. They just got to get Kyrie in there and vaccinated.
1: Are you a Joe Harris guy?
0: Okay, I was a Joe Harris guy, but literally he was so awful in the playoffs. I don't know if I can ever like him anymore after that.
1: My thing that I would have liked for them to do, in addition to like making Kyrie, not making, they can't force him obviously, but like hoping that Kyrie gets vaccinated is if Joe Harris had like a couple of weeks where he was lights out and got hot, I would have traded him right away. I don't know for what. I, 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 I didn't think that part out. But fool's gold. I will never believe in Joe Harris again. After how bad he was in the playoffs, if he gave them like anything, the Bucs aren't the champions right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was he was terrible in those playoff games. He could not hit a single shot. Yeah. Kyrie,
1: um, tonight's his debut, so by the time people would hear this, he would have already Were they playing against Indiana?
0: Yeah, Indiana.
1: Yeah, so. It's just this road thing. I, I'm. It's gonna be so weird, and you know he's gonna get booed like everywhere he goes. Like nobody likes him. Uh, like the team, every team he's left doesn't like him. The teams he's uh, been on don't. The team he's on right now, I don't know if the fans really like. Well, the Nets don't really have fans, but yeah, I don't think fans like Kyrie. I think the only fans who like Kyrie are the ones who just like Kyrie. Like if like you're a Kyrie fan, like the same way someone's like, I'm a Curry fan. I don't I still think, like, like Kyrie. Do you? I still like him. What is there to like? He quits on teammates. He <laughs> just wants to be the guy and then changes his mind and doesn't want to be the guy. Like
0: the team turned on, on him in Boston. I think he's fun to watch play. He I didn't think he's. team turned on
1: him in Boston. He turned on them.
0: Mm, he I think it was. threw them one. under the
1: bus. He said, We need like a 10-year vet or something. Like basically, like I don't remember the exact quote, so I'm not gonna try and do it. But he said something along the lines of like they need some veteran to come in and like set everybody's trade as if Al Horford wasn't on the roster as if he couldn't take that leadership role when he wanted to be the guy he just called people out like called out Brad Stevens and then like don't get me don't get me down this rabbit hole um I can't no Kyrie I, I, I don't like him hot take as a Boston Celtics fan saying, I don't like
0: Kyrie. The funny thing about it is before we moved on, I was going to ask you for your thoughts on Kyrie. So you read my mind perfectly there. Um, anyway, now we're done with the Nets. Should we, I guess we'll, let's, let's, eh, let's flip back over to the Western Conference here. Let's talk about the team with a third best record in the Western Conference, um, the Utah Jazz. I'm interested to hear what you have written down for them.
1: Um, The Jazz? Yeah. <sighs> well, here's the thing. It's kind of like the same thing with Chicago. Um, Like, I'm not going to believe anything in Utah ever again. So, like, what they could have done – and I think it's too late to do this, to be honest, this season. It's something that maybe once they have another playoff choke, it'll have to be addressed Mm -hmm. in the offseason. But the Gobert stuff has to be done. Like, they can't be this – they need to, like – Go into a more run and gun style. And I know they shoot a lot of threes and everything, but they the Gobert thing is really going to hinder them. And when you saw it last year against the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard, yep, spreading them out. Terrence Mann having the game of his life. Reggie Jackson, who Detroit had basically quit on, um, he, he was balling against them. Obviously, Paul George was there too and doing a doing a good job, but. I just can't believe this team when they're investing and relying so much on Rudy Gobert to be like the second star uh, alongside Mitchell because he's clearly not. So that's one thing. So like they need a second star and Gobert is not a second star, like an actual player to go alongside Mitchell. Until they get that, I don't believe in them. The second thing is I think Mitchell needs to go up a level. He's not at the – He's not at like the, the Donchich, yep. Jokic. And I'm not even talking about guys who have won the title. Like, obviously, he's not LeBron, Durant, Curry Giannis level, right? But he's not even at like the Donchich, Jokic, Embiid uh, level. Neither is like Jason Tatum, uh, who was in his same draft, by the way. I would argue Jason Tatum is probably even a notch below Mitchell. He's on the same like page as Booker, um, which is fine. But for a team like Phoenix, you know, they have Booker 8 and CP3. Uh, if you look at Utah, like their second best player would be the fourth best player on Phoenix. Or I'd probably take Mikkel mm-hmm. Bridges, honestly, over. Ah, I don't know. Would you take Mikel Bridges over Conley at this point or Gobert? I think I might. No,
0: I'd take Mikel Bridges for sure. I wouldn't even think yeah. twice about that.
1: So that's the thing. Utah doesn't have like the depth. They have, well, they have depth, but they don't have like, They have guys, but none of their guys are like good enough. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah, it's. it's, I hate to put everything on like two K ratings, but like Mitchell's like Mitchell's like an eighty nine, and then they have like two eighty threes with Gobert and Conley. Then everyone else is like a seventy nine, is like a seventy seven to like eighty. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like Clark. That so I had written down literally basically what you said right there. I have written down either Mitchell needs to step up to being an elite player, or they need to swap some of their depth for a number two. The, or for a ball dominant player that can take over in the playoffs, because like I mean, if you, if they can get bubble Donovan Mitchell out there, remember he was dropping like forty five a game in the bubble. If you can yeah, get him
1: fifty, right? Oh no, that was Murray that did that. But no, he dropped fifty
0: two. Uh, remember him and Mitchell? Yeah, but that first game 50. was Murray. That
1: first game was Murray who dropped. Yeah,
0: him. they both took yeah. it. up, They both turned it up to another level. But basically. If you can get him to play like he did in the bubble again, or if you can get another, like, ball-dominant star, you'll be fine. Like, let's be honest, Mike Conley is one of the most overrated players. He came in out of Ohio State with a lot of hype. I mean, he was good, but he was never anything great. I don't even know if Mike Conley's ever made an all-star team.
1: No, he did last year. Remember? That was, like, the big deal. He made his first one. A... injury. He was an injury replacement. He's not even yeah. a real one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, somehow Mike Conley made it with Trey Young couldn't. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's um, like
1: they have all the guys. They have – uh like they have Mitchell, they have Conley, they have Ingles, they have it's like they have the guys, but like none of the guys are like <laughs> good enough, for a lack of a better word. And I think they think that they're like there, and just a couple things went wrong. And I think they're a lot further away than maybe what they think. And then mm-hmm. I think once the playoff inevitable playoff collapse happens, I wouldn't even call it a collapse because I'm not expecting them yeah. to like go far. Um, Danny Ainge who now is the the guy there will shake things up that offseason
0: yeah i agree it's t- it's time for them to shake it up it's time for a lot of these teams to shake it up man um let's stay in the western conference here
1: but it's hard to do a shake up like that proportion during like the regular season yeah and- i mean
0: there's there's no point at the end of the day you're still going to be top three you know let's say that steph curry is steph curry gets injured let's say that chris paul gets injured a you could be in the second second spot in the western right. conference so right. yeah it's it's definitely it's definitely smarter to hang on to what you got for right now. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk about another team in the Western Conference here. Somehow, this team sits here with the fourth best record. This is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um Look, I don't know if the Grizzlies are ready to be, I wish the Grizz, so I've written down two things here. First thing I said is I feel like they need to get a second guy. It's beast score. I mean, Desmond Bain's a great score, a great story, but I mean, he's just like a three and D kind of guy and can't really create his own shot. Like you would want him to Dylan Brooks is kind of the same thing as well. And he's been in and out of the lineup a lot. I like Jaron Jackson jr. I mean, I don't think he's like a perennial all-star or anything like that, though. I mean, and he's also – he's a guy who, up until this year, has missed a lot of games, too, because he can't stay healthy and stay on the court. I mean, I think John Morant is destined to be a superstar in this league. I mean, I'll, I'll give him the superstar status. I think John Morant is that good, truly. But ultimately, they need a second superstar to play next to John Morant. At the end of the day, you're not winning a championship unless you have two guys on that level. Memphis definitely doesn't have that, and they're too young.
1: Yeah, so – um, they're kind of like Atlanta in a way, where they have like the superstar guard and they have all of these like good players. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, I they're like they're not bad, like Jackson or Brooks yeah. or Bain and all these guys they have, right? But it's like none of them are the guy, or mm-hmm. not the guy, but like a guy who you could actually say he's like close to on the same pedigree as uh Morant. Yeah. But what you don't wanna do is you don't wanna Try and find that guy, and to just to pair him with Morant, and then it's the wrong guy, and then you're kind of screwed. Look at Dallas, right? Because Porzingis isn't going to be—I don't think Porzingis is made for the long term in Dallas as a loose yeah. sidekick. Um, so that's what it is for Memphis, like getting that second guy to pair against Morant. But I don't think they need to rush it. I think you know you have the young core go through the playoffs well they were actually in the playoffs last year so now you'll actually make it as a higher seed so the expectation is to win a playoff series instead of who who beat them last year who was the one seed oh the jazz yeah 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 um so yeah get into the playoffs actually win but if they can't win a playoff series or if they can't um even if they do win a playoff series i think you know Let's try and maximize Morant if, that if you're Memphis and get him that second star. Like, and I know these stars don't grow on trees, but um, there's always someone who becomes available. You know what I mean? It always hey, happens.
0: Call me crazy. I think they need. I think they. I mean, I think they don't need to give up Desmond Bain if they cannot. But I think that they need to try to get Sabonis. You knew I was going to bring him up at some point. See, this I don't podcast. think, but I think
1: like you walk into the same Porzingis thing. I don't think he's at that. I don't think he's the type of.
0: He's a favorable. He's a more favorable contract though. Porzingis is making thirty one well, million yeah, this year. I just Sabonis mean, like, is barely cracking twenty.
1: I just mean like, if he, I don't think he's like, I don't think he can be the second best guy on a championship team. Um, I'm with you though. Don't trade bane Bane's like Vane's so good.
0: Hey, it is so good hey coming out of the draft i said that i thought he'd be a superstar three and d player in the nba not like an all-star you know what i mean though like that role that, like that number three guy i thought he'd be like a tier one three guy that yeah. like can't make it they won't make an all-star team but like you know what i mean a solid produ- guy on your team i think dylan brooks is honestly the guy they need to trade i mean he's been injured this year but his stock's still extremely high from what he did in the playoffs
1: yeah no he was really good i mean he's he can do the iso ball he's like mm-hmm. he's Big, so he can like it's kind of like well, reminds me kind of like I don't want to compare Dylan Brooks to Luca, but you remember when Luca would just like power down Patrick Beverly to the rim? Like he's he's got it, he's kind of got that build to him. Um, I just don't think like, yeah, they don't have like the other guy, so they need to get someone else to pair with Morant for me to actually think they're a threat. And even if they do get that second guy, it's not going to happen this year, they probably are a year or two away. Um, but the clock's ticking. I mean, this is what, year three of Morant? So he's going to sign that big extension this offseason, and then you really only have him on the clock for five seasons. And I say five seasons. I say only five seasons. But it's not as much as you think, because if you're not winning, maybe after three years, two years, it's really mm-hmm. maybe only be three years if he could if he wants to trade. And it's, I don't know. I think the, the clock's ticking.
0: Absolutely. The clock is definitely ticking. We'll see what Memphis can do. It'll be interesting to watch. They're a fun team to watch this year. Let's um, stay in the Western Conference. I know we both agreed that this team, we don't, we're don't. we not going to waste much time on uh, the Denver Nuggets. So I just have written down, get healthy. I mean, look, when you don't have Michael Porter Jr., when you don't have Jamal Murray, your next two best players next to Jokic, that's really what you need, because Jokic has proven he's a top five player in this league and, part, and easily the best center in the entire NBA. You just got to get those guys back for him.
1: Yeah, I mean... Like remember that, like, I don't even remember how many games it was, but it was right after they traded for Aaron Gordon, and they had him, Murray, Porter, Jokic, and like you were you would say to yourself, like, all right, this team, like there's they, they're a real threat because like the Lakers were battling to make the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and all those other teams in the West have never really done it. Like the Warriors were also battling to make the playoffs. Yeah, you had the Suns, yeah, you had the Jazz, but Neither of them had ever done it. Um, well, the Suns ended up like making the finals, but it's a health thing and you're not going to have Porter this year. So your goal is to get Murray back. My thing with them is I would try and tr- get off Porter's contract, but no one's going to trade for him. He's got the big contract. Um, no one's going to want him coming off that injury. I, I, they really shot themselves in the foot a little bit by giving him that contract. Cause now you don't have the flexibility. He's not really an asset. I don't know what's it gonna take for me to believe in them other than somebody stepping up out like for somebody's to take a leap other than Jokic because Jokic is there. Jokic is that tier one. I think Jokic I think Jokic is the best player in the league to not win a championship right now.
0: Yeah, I'd say Jokic is better than James Harden at this point in time, but also too. I kind of think that James Harden's learned not to take the regular season as seriously and to coast and to kind of play second tier to fiddle Durant's. But I'll give you that based off production and based off numbers, it's too hard to argue against Jokic.
1: Yeah. Um. So I think he's the best, like I think he's the best player to not win a ring. And it's just like, you have that. So you have like that super duper guy. It's not the problem you have in Utah where it's like you have Mitchell. He's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you have him, you have the number two in Murray, assuming he comes back and can play. You have, um, it, but it, you really lost out with that Porter piece. You had the three guys, the talent was there. They built around that roster well. Mike Malone's a good coach. I don't think we'll he's also, a great coach. Also
0: imagine, though, too, if they didn't pay Porter right now. Think about how cheap yeah. you could get him right now. Like, right now, you could probably get him for half that contract. I actually still believe in Michael Porter Jr. I was a big believer in him coming out of college. I still believe he's going to turn it around and get right. But I do agree with you. Right now, that contract's pretty bad. And, I mean, this back issue has been there. And, I mean, a back problem is not exactly something that's just going to go away overnight. And something that's – I mean, a back problem is a huge deal. It's his back and his core. So, like, those are the two, like, probably outside of like an Achilles or ACL that's probably like the next worst thing you could have so it could definitely end up being a terrible contract and whatnot but yeah you know they it, the, the the Nuggets were in the most perfect spot it's kind of like the Celtics I hate to kind of trash on the Celtics a little bit but it's kind of like yeah, they were in the yeah. perfect spot to build and they screwed it up maybe the Nuggets did the same thing
1: yeah I don't know. I just think without that, that Porter thing really kind of set them well, both the Murray and Porter injuries really set them back. So yeah, it's really just getting guys to be healthy, but again, like it's not happening this year. Porter ain't coming back this year. Murray comes back. He's, I don't know if he's going to be full speed. So
0: no, I agree with you completely. Let's uh, shift our inch or uh, minds back to the Eastern conference here. And let's talk about the Miami heat. So honestly, I'm going to go with the common theme we've talked about today. I don't think that – I personally think Bam Adebayo is an extremely overrated – I think he's good, but I think he's overrated for as good as people try to make him out to be. I also think, too, that Jimmy Butler's on the older – side. I mean, Jimmy Butler hasn't been able to stay healthy for five games this season. I just think that ultimately that the Heat's guys, Lowry included, are not that good, and they're not good enough. I think they're good, but I don't think they're better than Brooklyn or Milwaukee's guys, and it's hard to even say they're better than the Bulls guys. But – I do have one thing that I think could happen to make them good enough. If they can get bubble Tyler hero to come back to play ball, that could be the X factor they need to take this team to the next level.
1: The more and more like we get away from the bubble, like the more and more it just feels like, like, I honestly like forget it happened sometimes. Like it just like feels like it was such like a, like a, like, I don't know. Like it it was just like this weird thing that happened and it was, I remember the virtual fans and everything it was um, weird. It was like they were playing on like a stage. I remember, you know, when they do like the shots like before the game and show the yeah. arena, they're showing like this small little uh stadium in Orlando, like NBA finals. I'm like, all right, really? Um, but to your point, the hero piece is the asset that they can use to like kind of propel them because they're old team Lowry, mm-hmm. uh, Butler, Tucker. Um, I guess Audubon Hero, and Robinson or the young guys. Um, To me, it's just with them. I need to see, I need them, like, because I believe in this team as the playoffs. Like, they have guys that have all done it in the playoffs. Yeah. But I need to see it from Butler right now that he's the same guy. And he's the key to me. So, like, keeping him healthy, obviously, but also, like, he needs to go out and prove that he's still... Like one of the best players in the league. Remember when they made the finals in the bubble? We came off that, and I think everybody was saying like, "Jimmy Butler's a top ten player now." And I think I was in there. Well, I think I was in there too, like thinking he was, because what he mm-hmm. did was like pretty insane. But then that was real quickly put to bed the next season. Like they were good last year. I mean, they made the, well, they weren't good, but they they were good enough. I mean, they made the playoffs. They were a six seed. Um, I need to see it from Butler to like have the confidence instilled in me that they're that they're a title contender because he's not going to be an all-star this year. He wasn't one last year. Is this the same guy? I don't think he is. And until I see more from Butler, uh, and I know the injuries keep happening, but guess what? Like you got to stay healthy to play. Like I talk about Chris Paul's injuries, but at least he's like stayed healthy this year. I don't know. If the, the key is really Butler and his health and whether or not even if he is healthy, he's still the same guy, So
0: Yeah, I think that all those uh, seasons playing under Tom Thibodeau definitely did not help with his uh, endurance and his ability to make it this deep. Um, Anyway, let's uh, stay in the Eastern Conference here. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. I already know we both have the same thing written down for them. I assume you got this as well gotta find a, sw- a a fair swap for ben simmons i mean clearly the 76ers have been able to help hold their own so far they're i believe the fifth seed right now in the eastern conference i mean they're still competitive they're holding their own fine in the east but at the end of the day even though tyrese maxey stepped up i don't think Tab- as harris is quite that guy they probably paid him a bad contract and b definitely is that guy but you can't have ben simmons who's all-world defender taking up that much cap space just uh, dead hitting your which you can't do anything with you either need to sign someone who can replace him or you need to go out and trade him for somebody you can
1: i think the trade market for him's shot though i saw this mm-hmm. one thing like they were hoping the trade deadline passes and they're not going to trade him and then maybe after that he'll come and play because he'll know like yeah he'll know like he isn't going anywhere mm-hmm. um i think the teams kind of quit on him um well, we literally saw Doc Rivers quit on him in that one press conference. And I think that's really, like, the biggest part. Like, Doc basically saying, like, I don't know if Ben Simmons can be the championship-caliber point guard. Um, I, yeah, with Philly, it's obvious, right? Like, get an asset for Ben Simmons, someone you can play. But it's also, like... Remember, the biggest problem was always Simmons and Embiid. The fit wasn't there. Simmons likes mm-hmm. to uh, kind of be like that LeBron... play. I, don't want to compare Ben Simmons to LeBron but like you know what it is like he wants to be that guy that, like he's that point forward goes to the basket in transition setting others up um and that's hard to do when your best player is a 7-1 center who you throw the ball and want him on the block you know mm-hmm. what's Ben Simmons doing there he's not cutting he's not shooting um, um so it just comes down to like getting someone in that ben simmons spot that can do all the things you wanted from ben simmons now if they could do that obviously they would have done it already if lillard was available they would have done it already i don't know why if mccollum was on the table i don't know why they haven't done that
0: yet i agree now
1: now mccollum has his own and in- is he back yet now
0: no he's still not back he's like a collapsed okay. along or something like that so he's probably be well, yeah out for yeah, a yeah but period i mean time no,
1: no no i know he's still out but like is he like practicing or anything like i know like they said he was close to okay maybe i was wrong
0: Yeah. He's still, I think he's still pretty far out. I know he hadn't played in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I think De'Aaron Fox is decent. I mean, I think you can do, I think Ben Simmons definitely a much better player than De'Aaron Fox, but I think at this point getting De'Aaron Fox in return for Ben Simmons and maybe like a first round pick is not the end of the world, maybe an option that they need to explore as well. So I think there's definitely, definitely not a lot of moves you can make out there, but you got to make something out of nothing here with Ben Simmons. Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about our two teams and let's go to the last two teams, which I think are actually pretty interesting ones. Let's talk about your team first here, the Boston Celtics, Aria. It's your team, so I'll let you take the floor first, but I think you're going to have the same thing that I have.
1: Well, there's nothing that they can do that would make me like think they're going to win the title this year. OK, like there's nothing that can happen whatsoever. I don't care if they win every game for the rest of this season. Like I don't th- actually I that back. But like there's like I'm just being realistic. Like there's nothing they can do that is going to instill any confidence in me that they're going to win the title. Now, what they can do to make me think that for future years is a couple of things, right? Number one, develop the young guys like knee Smith and all these guys who are on the bench who don't get uh, playing time. Cause mm-hmm. Yoka doesn't play them. You look at uh, someone like Javante green, who's on, uh,
0: um, he's on Chicago, Chicago.
1: Yeah. The bulls. Um, I blanked for a second and he's getting like big minutes for them and a big part of their rotation. Um, and it's like these young players were doing an awful job at developing them. I watched a game the other day where Semi Ojale had, like, a couple moments for Milwaukee. I don't think that guy ever contributed once to the Celtics. Now, I know he's not, like, going to make or break Milwaukee season, but you, you get what I'm kind of going Yeah. For. So that's one, like, develop young talent and make sure it's there. The second thing is our guards are so bad. Like, they need, like, real – guards like not Marcus Smart not Dennis Schroeder like guys who can you can actually depend on rely on um can set other guys up like Ricky Rubio I know he just got hurt but he would have been like perfect on the Celtics yeah Um, I agree Rondo obviously like Rondo's kind of washed now but like and Cleveland tried to get Rondo to replace Rubio but like that type of a guy is who they needed um but at the end of the day I think they need. I don't know if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are together for the long haul. And I know that's, I'm not like the first person to ever make that point, but it just doesn't seem like it's working. And, you know, the only time they actually had success together, right? Um, in the post Kyrie era was, well, there were two times, right? There was that 2018 playoffs when they had. Rozier is the main guy as the point guard. Um, you had Tatum Brown Horford, yeah. but I think Horford was a lot better then. And then you had it in the 2020 season when you had Kemba as the guy who was kind of the he wasn't. I don't know. You could argue whether it was him or Tatum as their best player that year. But they need a guard like that can contribute because the guard the guards are the biggest problem. And if you can't get one, I don't know Brown and Tatum without that is going to be um a good team like if they had like somebody at like rob williams's level but as a guard i think they'd be so much better
0: mm-hmm. no i agree with you completely see i have written down that they need to that they either need to find a find a point guard that can run the offense or they need to trade brown or tatum because look the problem is brown and tatum are not point guards those guys are both the elite scorers they're good defenders. They're really, I mean, they're all-star level players in the NBA Tatum being borderline superstar level player in the league. But I think at the end of the day, you know, you got to have that, you got to have that point guard there that can kind of make these guys work together. I think Marcus smart is the most tradable guy at this point on the team. He makes a lot of money. I feel like you got to get him out of there. I mean, he's market not be, might not be that tradable, but at least get his salary out of there and you have money available to pay someone.
1: Yeah. But the thing is like, everybody knows they want to trade these guys, right? Everyone knows they want to move off of Marcus smart, Rob Williams, Porford for salary purposes. If you need to like match, like everyone knows like, that's what they want to do. And I just don't think there's like a big trade market, you know, like I don't think there's a lot of guys there that everyone, uh, that, that um, people that like people would want and say, this is going to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who I would want them to get. Honestly, I'm ready to, I'm ready to have him on the Celtics. You know what I'm going to say? Who? Ben Simmons like he's the type of guy they could really use
0: yeah he could work he would actually like, be a great fit on this team no he actually would because he could p- pass the ball he doesn't want to shoot it and he can help you guys inside as well
1: yeah I mean if we have Ben Simmons and let's say we like that would only add to our guys who like it would ruin our toughness like because this is not a tough team at all like the mm-hmm. toughest guy is Marcus Smart and It's like – I don't even know if I consider Marcus Smart particularly tough. And I know like toughness is a big cliche or whatever, but it's like – I don't know. It kind of matters. Like I was watching – now I'm going down the rabbit hole. We got killed by like Minnesota's uh, Mm G-leaguers, whether that was last week, a couple weeks ago. I don't even remember. I think it was last week. And like these guys on Minnesota, like Greg Monroe and other dudes I can't even remember the name of, were just – the names of they were just having big hitting big shots and then they were like getting hyped screaming we don't have anyone who does that we, i don't when i watch this team i don't see anyone ever get excited they're just like no, okay very mild-mannered like and i know i'm to be the guy who acts like that stuff matters but i don't know i don't think there's a lot of like fire in this team the coach has been a disaster um I'd like to see him gone, honestly, at at the end of the year. And Brad Stevens comes back and be the coach. And then we get Sam Presti to be our GM. Um, That would be like my dream scenario for the front office shakeup. But they're not the Celtics. Like they're not going to do a shakeup like that after they literally did a big shakeup the year before. It's just not how organizations like a big organization with storied history and like success like that works. They give things time. Um, cause it hasn't, and I don't think they think it's been as big as a disaster as I think it is. And I think it absolutely is a big disaster. They have institutional problems that don't allow the players to develop. And it's bad when you like had those the year before do the shakeup with the organization and still have them. I'm done. You can. Say whatever you want. I'm not going
0: to say anything else. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the Celtics, honestly. I thought you hit all the hit all the points on the head there. Let's move to my Atlanta Hawks now. Um, I'll start off with the Hawks. And, look, I'm ready to say it, Hawks fans. I don't know if y'all are, but, one, we got to play defense like we did last year, man. And this Hawks team got better as the season went on because they finally started to bring it on the defensive end. This Hawks team really stepped up on the defensive end. And, look, we have all the same players back as last year. The defense shouldn't be a problem. The defense is absolutely terrible. The end of the day though, I think the problem is exactly what it is. One, we're not good enough to beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee. And two, we need another, we need a another star to play next to Trey Young. Trey Young can be the one, he can be the alpha, he can be that top five player in the league. But you we need that second guy to play next to him. Look, Kevin it's Herter. It's the
1: same thing as Memphis. Like,
0: yeah, it's the exact same thing as Memphis, literally. Like John Collins, he's a good player, but he's not – he can't take over a game. I mean, he was literally terrible when Trey Young was out of those games. Capella, I mean, Capella literally can't even shoot. All he can do is – like, Capella's entire career, he should thank James Harden for it. Same thing Nick Claxton's doing now with Brooklyn, you know, like – Literally Capella is nothing without these guys setting him up. I mean, DeAndre, I still think DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish have a ton of potential, but at the same time, Trey Young's already there at that level. Let him go develop somewhere else. Why not swap one of those guys with one of the other pieces and bring in this guy who's going to be that that star, the Hawks are going to have Danilo Gallinari off the pay off the pay next year, which will free up over 20 K or uh, $20 million in cap space. So I mean, we are a deep team. I just think that it's time to shake it up, man. Trey Young needs that player next to him. You get Trey Young, another elite player on the team. Well, who's the guy? That Hawks like, who's who's
1: the player, though? That's the thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. The guy's not out there yet. That's why, that's why I don't think we should break the team up right now. But I think in the offseason or when that guy – be it's kind of like what me and you talk about. You just got to wait on that guy to be available. James Harden was that guy, and he was available. We just got to wait for the next guy like that to be available, and we got to pounce because we have the assets to make it happen.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, the, the Hawks have too many guys. Now, here's your problem, though. Here's your problem. Okay. Is when when you have all those assets and you're waiting on that guy to be available – It's like, what's going to happen first? Is the guy going to become available or do we have to pay all these guys? Because right now, Reddish makes nothing, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to pay Reddish, pay Herter, pay Collins, pay Young, pay Mm -hmm. all these guys. I mean, you can, but like, I don't know if the Hawks ownership is going to want to go into luxury tax for, you know, I mean, look at this team right now. What are they, eight games under 500?
0: I believe we're sixteen and twenty or twenty-two as everything sits right now. Let me check that. Yeah, check that is, as you talk. That was a
1: stretch. I know they were like three and ten in their last seven or something. Or sorry, three and seven in their last ten. Yeah,
0: COVID's hitting them hard right now. Um,
1: yeah, and that, obviously that plays a part, but it's a too many guys issue, mm-hmm. and they should make that move. Now, I don't think they needed to do that before this season because you know you're coming off an Eastern Conference Finals yeah. appearance etc etc but I think this season was kind of like an eye-opening experience like okay uh all you really beat was a Knicks team who look at how bad they are right now and a Philly team that I mean Ben Simmons to say he no-showed in that series would be a uh, <laughs> would be would be nice to kids who skip class and play hooky like that was just an embarrassment what he did um Big so so So, like, yeah, but, like, I think looking back at that playoff run, you can kind of see, like, okay, maybe that team wasn't as good as you'd originally thought. And they took Milwaukee to six, but Giannis was out for whatever it was, a couple games that series. I don't even remember when he suffered that knee injury that looked like it was going to cost him the rest of the playoffs. Um, But, yeah, the point is they need to get that other guy because Trey Young's proven he can do it in the playoffs. Um, It's just – these other guys, like, it's like, it's the Memphis thing all over again. And it's also, it's the Memphis thing. And it's also like the Utah thing too. Like they have all these guys like on paper, like they have their team, they have their player at each position, but these guys aren't like, these guys aren't the ones who are going to bring you home the championship unless – you package some of them to get like
0: the the other one at the end of the day due to salary it's going to be john collins and cam reddish i'm telling you teams are going to want cam reddish because he's a baller and he's going to be a damn good player in the league and i think john collins is a really good player too and with the salary he makes it's going to end up being those two guys that go and maybe some first round picks or something but it'll be interesting to see who actually comes available and how aggressively these teams go at him i think the hawks will though um Let's go back over though to the Western Conference now. Um, I didn't, by the way, I didn't leave out any teams in the East that you had written down, right?
1: Oh uh, no, like we're not doing the Cavs, like.
0: Yeah, I mean the Hornets <laughs> are just too young still and need to learn how to play defense. Like the Cavs are no real threat to the title, you know. Like, I, yeah, okay, good.
1: Yeah, and it's not just like this year's title; it's just like future as well. But like right now, mm-hmm. the Cavs are the, the cute young story. Like they are this year's Memphis.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I agree completely with that. Actually, um, I wouldn't even say
1: that. I don't even know who they are. I'd have to think about it more. Anyways.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's go to the Western Conference here. We got two teams left. Obviously, one of the teams is the most talked about team in the league. So let's go ahead and talk about him here. The Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. And look, I see the rumors all the time. Lakers are open to trading Russell Westbrook. Who the hell wants Russell Westbrook? At the end of the day, the Lakers are not going to be a better team unless they can trade Russell Westbrook for somebody for an asset that can is somewhat worth what he is worth. I mean, there's no, there's no humanly possible way to trade Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I think the Lakers have zero chance at winning the NBA title this year. I think they're absolutely screwed. And the only way LeBron's going to win a title this year is if he asks for a trade out of there.
1: So I know everybody thinks the Lakers suck and blah, blah, blah. And they do like, they haven't been like good by any means this season. Um, But I think there's, like, still somewhat of a path. Like, honestly, like, I'm not going to, like – I haven't ruled out, like, the perspective of they're not winning one. Um, Like, you have two – play. like, I don't know. They still have the best duo in the league. You could argue Harden and Durant's maybe above them. But you still have those two guys, right? Mm -hmm. LeBron and Davis, assuming Davis can get back and stay healthy. And if you get those guys playing, like, high 30s, low 40s, Um, minutes in the playoffs just trying to like use physicality and beating up on teams if you get some of these aging veterans to you know contribute like Carmelo or uh, Malik Monk's not an aging veteran but you know what I mean like have someone get hot at the right time but then I say that and that all sounds great on paper but that's not what the reality is the reality is Westbrook's a disaster offensively turns the ball over like crazy. And I know he didn't against that Sacramento team last night. Was that last night or two nights ago? Last night. I can't even remember my days. Um, defensively, he's like the guy, he like how many times has he just left his defender and then you see that guy just hit a wide open shot. It's, it's incredible. And it happens during the end of games too, all the time. Um, and then they have this problem where like, like I was talking about Carmelo and Malik Monk just now, but those guys can't defend. And then they keep getting like these centers like uh, who are so washed, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. So like there's a way I guess, but also like, I don't actually believe it. They, yeah. I, and they don't have the flexibility because of Westbrook. Like there's a path. It's LeBron and Davis just go to that like nuclear level yeah, and then they just get like two or three other guys to like somewhat put together some decent basketball for two and a half months. Is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? I don't think so.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I would bet any. I would, let's put it this way. I would bet anybody that it's not going to happen. Um last team we got to talk about here, you hinted at them earlier, Dallas Mavericks, man. Look, there's a lot of things you could say. You could say it's Chris Hops Porzingis thing. You could say this, that, and the other. I'm going to say this. I think they can still do it, man, Without poor, with Porzingis in there. I think Luca though, has got to get his ass in shape. I have written now Luca needs to hit the treadmill. Luca, this is two years in a row now where he's coming to the season to fat and out of shape. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a thing that he wants to play his way in shape or what, but we know Doncic is going to take it to another level in the playoffs. This time he's not going to have to go through Kawhi Leonard, who was playing at superstar level in the playoffs i think dallas is there man lucas just got to get in shape and show up and show out
1: yeah i mean they're the worst matchup for them too uh that clippers team the yep. last couple of years i think yeah a lot of it's on Luca um to perform and act like play like the player we know he is um and that he was like the last couple of years it's not like he's bad by any means but to me it's the Porzingis thing, like, how do you, how can you make that spot better? The second star can't, maybe you can't,
0: maybe it's like, well, Porzingis isn't their second star. It's that boy. Jalen Brunson is the second star.
1: Yeah. He's been good. He's been good. Um, But Porzingis is paid like the second star, I guess. Absolutely. Um, Until like they find out a rapport between those two, I don't see anything happening. I don't think Jason Kidd was the answer at head coach. Mm -hmm. Like, I heard some people saying, like, oh, well, Jason Kidd, like, look what he did for Giannis. He could do the same for Luca." But what did he actually do for Giannis? Nothing. Like, like, at the end of the day, I guess you could say, you know, I don't think Giannis was like a LeBron-type player that was like, surefire, no matter where he goes, was going to become a superstar. I don't think that was a slam dunk. And if you want to say Jason Kidd helped with the development of Giannis and helped bring him along, blah, blah, blah. And then they needed Budenholzer to actually take him to the next level. Now, people were also saying last year that Budenholzer isn't the guy that couldn't win a title and he ended up. So who knows, right? But – um, or so who cares what I'm saying about this coaching thing? But you don't need Jason Kidd to help take Luca up a level. Luca's already at that superstar level. He's made first-team All-NBA twice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, In his first three seasons, he's made it twice. He's not going to make it this year. They needed – a better coach a and they needed to try and get rid of Porzingis and improve that spot but I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit too because they jumped the gun and thought Porzingis was the guy and I don't blame them for making that trade you know Mm -hmm. but it just hasn't worked out it hasn't and he's never going to be the player that they thought they were getting
0: yeah he never will be unfortunately um you know that'd be a great trade spot, also for my boy Sabonis, but probably in no way that's going to end up happening. But yeah, well, Carlisle's
1: not going to want Porzingis again.
0: Yeah, Carl- Actually, that is true. <laughs> Carlisle definitely won't Porzingis again. Maybe a three-team no trade, but yeah, no. Nah, I, th- I think at the end of the day, Miles Turner is going to be the one guy who hits the chopping block from Indiana. Um, I'm trying to think. Any anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, I'm all good. must I can do like a Star Wars rant at the end.
0: Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Aryas died against right, so the Star Wars. You, you War haven't game.
1: seen you haven't seen the second episode of Book of Boba Fett, so I won't spoil anything. Um, I won't even spoil the first one. But I'm just so over Star Wars right now. Like that new trilogy was such a disaster. They didn't know what they were doing when they started. It was literally like the definition of have you did, did you watch The Office?
0: Yeah, I've watched The did Office. You?
1: So Michael Scott, there was like this one episode where Michael Scott was like sometimes I start a sentence, I don't, I'm butchering the quote, but it's like, sometimes I start a sentence and while I'm speaking, like, I don't even know where it's going to go. And I just do it as I'm going along. That was literally what they did with the new trilogy. Like they just started it and really didn't have an end game. Like, Oh, let's figure it out as we're going along. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Where's your direction? And now it's like, okay, that botched. And they're doing all these, like, little stories. They're doing, like, or little, not little stories, but they're doing all these, like, series, like The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care about stuff that happened between, between episodes six and seven, especially when they're, like, being so, like, coy about it and hinting stuff. Like, all right, can I spoil Mandalorian season two?
0: Yeah, go. I mean, if you haven't yeah. seen that at that point, that's your fault.
1: Like, you remember that one episode where they, like, saw all those things and, like, the, the Snoke, what, I, I guess they were supposed to be, like, the Snoke, puppets in like yeah. those blast things in that one episode um and like it's supposed to be hinting at they were using grogu's uh genetics to be able to like make these force whatever i don't know we don't know but it's like they're not even giving us the full perspective they're just like hinting at like the bigger picture in these series like and that's annoying to me i want to know like the bigger picture i don't care for these little stories like I don't care about the war for Mandalore I don't care for the um, Boba Fett's dynasty of Tatooine like I want to know about the force Jedi's the dark side that's why I like Star Wars um now this stuff's all cool but it can't like take like when I say this stuff I'm talking about like the bounty hunter Mandalore Mm -hmm. all that mythology stuff it's all cool but let's not act like that's why we all love star wars maybe it is for some people i don't know maybe i'm completely missing the mark here maybe i'm just rambling and not making any sense but yeah
0: well at the end of the day i think you made a great point saying that the reason why we all like star wars because of jedis and sith and lightsabers and stuff like as a kid you remember playing those lightsabers you remember playing with the action you remember
1: as of last week (laughs) (laughs) exactly
0: some that's one thing you don't ever grow out of but yeah man like I mean, what got me into Star Wars was Luke Skywalker, you know? And I feel like they've taken away from that. Like, I would rather see, like, a Knights of the Old Republic show, you know, like, after the video game or something like that. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I, I really think that the – I thought The Mandalorian was really good, though. I can't lie. I don't really have – Yeah, any, I like it, it, but I just –
1: I need more than that.
0: You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I thought I thought all five movies they've come out with were absolutely garbage. I mean, Rogue One was entertaining, but, like, am I ever going to sit down and watch Rogue One again? Probably not. Am I ever going to sit down and watch any of those new movies again? probably not unless i have a kid in the future and they want to watch it you know yeah and
1: you like, know with, and you know the problem it's a problem when they're just trying to shoehorn all these cameos it's like you know rogue one they have that darth vader cameo han solo oh, i'm really spoiling stuff so han solo they have that darth maul cameo um uh mandalorian they have the luke skywalker cameo it's like they're showing all these things and they're like oh we're done with the skywalker saga but it's like they know that's the story. They know that's the part that sells. And they're just like giving you a little taste, but they're not giving you the big picture. And it's kind of insulting and a little bit of a slap of, slap in the face to your like devoted fan base. That's what I think.
0: You know what? I actually think that you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, we might've talked about basketball the entire podcast, but the realest shit in the entire podcast is right here at the end.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Any, anything else you want to get off your chest while we're still uh, here? No, that's it well anyway guys Arya, appreciate having you on
1: thanks man i appreciate it yeah
0: yeah hey we you know we i was been thinking i was thinking about this the other day i definitely want to do like a tv or movie show epi, show episode at some point in time oh so. you've never done one like that no i've never it's honestly really just been all sports but i mean we have done ones you know where we kind of like bullshit around and talked about you know like kind of like the non-sports side of stuff but yeah. you know we'll have to do one like that one day but um yeah, anyway Devin, on for that Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we appreciate everyone who tuned in today, and we will talk to you all again soon. It's always a good one when we talk some NBA.